What's up, sports fans? My name is Lucas Weiss, host of the Weiss Sports Chronicles podcast. we got a great episode for you today. Next guest is Dedrick Dodge. He is a two-time Super Bowl champion. Special teams Nickelback with the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. Since it's Super Bowl week, I brought Dedrick on to chat about his Super Bowl experiences playing with Hall of Famers like Steve Young, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Shannon Sharp, John Elway, Terrell Davis. What the preparation of this week is like, especially for the players playing in Super Bowl 55. And he also offers his insights into the Super Bowl 55 matchup featuring Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. So a fantastic episode ahead of the podcast with Dedrick Dodge. Always, you can catch the We Sports Chronicles podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So make sure to like, rate, watch, and subscribe to all three of those channels. Now, without further ado, let's get to today's episode with Dedrick Dodge on the We Sports Chronicles podcast. All right, as I said off the top, it's not every day I get to speak with not just a one-time Super Bowl champion, but a two-time Super Bowl champion. He is Dedrick Dodge. He is joining me on this edition of the We Sports Chronicles podcast. It's Super Bowl week, Dedrick. It's why I'm bringing you in here. How's it going, brother? How are you? Yo, yo this is my time of the year, man. I- I'm just trying to tell you. Canada, what's up? Big up. This is my time, man. I- this- I'm loving it, man. I'm feeling real good, man. I'm excited about the game come Sunday. So is this week... I just want to get your perspective. So is this week, like every single year, sort of like Christmas for you? That, because you get to relive the memories. You get you get asked to come on podcasts, to chat about things. Brother, brother, you, you, you just said it all. Every year. And, and, and it's only if you win it. Mm. If you don't win a Super Bowl, you don't want to hear from nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I was fortunate and blessed to be with teams that were good enough to be able to get it. And so I'm, you're right, brother. I'm talking about every single time this year, it just rejuvenates you because I know exactly what they're going through. I know exactly what media day is and all the preparations and I know what the game was about and I know everything, even talking with you, you know what I'm saying? And I know, and, and it feels good to talk about it when you win. Yeah. When you don't win, you don't want to talk about it. Dude. <laughs> so I will, I'm able to win, so man, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, no doubt, and 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 you should definitely still celebrate. So, do you? So, so from doing research, I noticed that you're you're an educator as well. Do do your students like ask you like show me the Super Bowl rings, show me all the the fun memorabilia? Yes, 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 they do. And I have you know like no matter what school I'm teaching at or where I'm coaching at, I coach seven years in college. Uh, I've been a head coach at four different high schools. Um, they all love to see it. And I love to show it to them because it inspires them. I want them to be next. Of course, everybody, you know what I'm saying, parents and all, we want we, we want anybody that we touch to be better than us. Yeah. So I'm just trying to inspire them and motivate them to be the best that they can be. When they want to see it, they can Google me and then different people that I play with, like Deion Sanders. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Played against like Barry Sanders and played with Jerry Rice. They're amazed, like, what? You have, you can too. You know what I'm saying? You just got to put the work in and the effort in. But yes, they do want to see the things, and I have it to be able to show them, to try to inspire them and motivate them to be the best they can be. 
So you were, of course, a former safety. You're, you're repping your alma mater, Florida State University. Go Seminoles. Go Seminoles right there. There you go. There you go. Of course, you played in two Super Bowls. Let's start with the first one with the San Francisco 49ers. Because, of course, the 49ers, I mean, what a what a historic franchise that was in, in, in the 1980s. When you get that chance to play in the Super Bowl, and this is your first Super Bowl, just maybe walk the listeners through what those... Was it two weeks of preparation or just one week? Because I believe it's changed. Um, Can you maybe just elaborate on that? I forget how many it was back then. I, I I don't think it was one. I don't remember if it was one back then, but I will tell you this, sir. We felt in preseason <laughs> that we was going to win the Super Bowl. Wow. That team, that team was built to win the Super Bowl. When I tell you we were loaded, we was loaded with Hall of Famers. I'm talking about from other teams like Ricky Jackson from New Orleans. I mean, we had Ken Norton from from Dallas, Gary Plummer from San Diego, and then we have 49ers, Jay Rice, John Taylor, Steve De- you, Deion Sanders from Atlanta. <laughs> when I tell you, they built, and they, they built that team to beat Dallas because Dallas was that team. Mm. They built it to be able to beat Dallas, and once we got Deion Sanders, I think that was the cherry on the top because we needed a lockdown corner, a person with his personality and passion you know what I'm saying? That exceeded like excellence. You know, and once we got prime, you know, they prime. <laughs> of course. Prime, but, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not. When we was in preseason camp, and you can feel from the person, from the beautification crew that kept the facility nice, all the way until Steve Young and, and Jerry Rice and Mr. Eddie DeBarlo, that we were going to win it that year. Mm. I mean, truly. I, I've never been in a situation where it was like, all right, then we're preparing to win it. And that's how it was from preseason all the way until we got to the Super Bowl. We had to get through Dallas. Yeah. It was like getting through Dallas. Once we got through Dallas, it was not, you know what I mean? We knew. Well, because Dallas, for those listeners who may not be aware, they were the dominant team in the 1990s, right? I mean, and, and, and people, some people say they could have even won four or five straight Super Bowls if it weren't for Jimmy Johnson leaving and things like that. Because, of course, they had Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin, Emmitt Smith, like just a, just a star-studded team. But then there's the San Francisco 49ers team, and you mentioned some of those names. Steve Young, Jerry Rice, primetime Deion Sanders, Hall of Famers. What was their presence just like on a daily basis, just being around that level of greatness? You know, they say there's a saying that it's different levels mm. to things. When you're around someone like Jerry Rice, who only knows one way of preparation, <laughs> Steve Young, who only knows one way of preparation, Ricky Waters, Deion Sanders, Ken Norton, Bryant Young, I mean, I could keep going on and on. Uh, uh, Merton Hanks, Tim McDonald, you know, they only know one way of preparation. That's how they prepare. You can't help because you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have been on the team. Yeah. If your mentality wasn't that same way, so fortunate that 
at Florida State, you know, me and Dion played together. I played for the great Bobby Bow. Yep. I, my mentality was championship mentality. I learned that. And so when we got to San Francisco, that was created and put together. But you, if you didn't keep up with them, you was going to fall behind. Um, but you felt it. And so you wanted to make sure that you wasn't going to be the reason that we didn't win because you saw how hard everybody was working to be able to get to that point. Steve Young had never won one. Yeah. We're living through, Steve Young's living through the time of Joe Montana. He trying to get that monkey off his back. You're not as good as Joe Montana. Yeah. You're good, you're good as Joe Montana. Oh, we like you, Steve. You're good as Joe Montana. You <laughs> never bought a championship to San Francisco. And just to be able to be a part of Steve Young's first was just fantastic. And you've seen in the videos that you show, that they show, that Steve Young was like, can you get this monkey off my back? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it meant just that much to him in the city of San Francisco. So, it's Super Bowl week. This Super Bowl took place, the 49ers, of course, ended up eventually defeating the San Diego Chargers. We'll talk about the game in just a bit, but like, the week is in Miami, Florida. Miami, you know, one of the one of the jewel cities of of America. What what is that week of preparation like? Because in doing some interviews with the coaches, now the different teams, like given that they have two weeks to prepare, week one is all like like they insert the game plan, and then week two is just getting acclimated and whatnot. Obviously, this year is very different because of the pandemic. But in a normal year, like what? from your experience, what was that preparation like? And what were the distractions like? Because I feel like the Super Bowl is a lot bigger now, but it still was pretty big back then. Basically, what happened was this. Coach Seifert said to the whole team, we're going to Miami. <laughs> Beautiful city. A lot of things going on. This is a business trip. Hmm. You can visit Miami any other time you want and have fun. This is not the time. It's a business trip. And that was our mentality. You know what I mean? We was all on the same page. We're, we're going to Miami, and it's a job that needs to be done. That's how we prepare. The bulk of your preparation is done the first week when you're at home. Mm. And then because you know that this, the, uh, the media requests and everything that you get when you go to the Super Bowl. So everything is done before you go. You already rock solid on the game plan, defensively, offensively, special teams, before you leave, wherever you leave. Whatever team, I don't care what it is. Because they know wherever they go to the destination Super Bowl is, it's a lot of distractions. You just sharpening the blade when you get to that place. You done put in everything. And all the hard work and preparation has already been done. Now you're just going over reviewing and sharpening the blade. You already know. They already prepped you on, like, this is what's going to happen. Don't feed into anybody. Don't give no bulletin board material. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but nobody give it. Hey, we stay in the course. Our goal is here. It's a business trip. Not partying. Not seeing family. We win the Super Bowl. Because winning the Super Bowl is forever. Yeah. We're supposed forever. And that was the mentality that was put into us. The 49ers were 18 and a half point favorites entering that game. The Chargers were deemed this sort of Cinderella team, if you will. 
You guys won by over 20 points. Dare to say that was sort of according to script, the way you guys played, or did you think that you guys even outperformed your expectations? No. Pittsburgh messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the black and gold, the black, the terrible towels. Yo, it was supposed to be San Francisco and Pittsburgh. <laughs> and San Diego came, went to Pittsburgh and played out of their minds. Ended up getting, we had, all, we had already beat San Diego convincingly in the season. I mean, we, it really felt, and we didn't like overlook them, but we just knew inside that we were better than San Diego. The better game would have been Pittsburgh with their tradition against San Francisco in the Super Bowl. But it didn't change our mindset for our preparation because we didn't take nobody lightly. So even though we, we know a team because we saw them, they went into Pittsburgh and beat Pittsburgh. We knew we had to prepare the same way because our goal was the same. I'm telling you, man, from preseason. From preseason, I'm telling you. Everybody in the building network, I don't care who it was, the people that bring in the mail, it was like, we went in the Super Bowl this year. I'm telling you, that's how it was. And that's how we prepared the whole year. It's funny because the game of football now is so pass-focused, pass-happy. And you look, and you look I'm, I'm looking at the statistics right now. Steve Young, who ended up winning the Super Bowl MVP, 24 for 36 325 yards, six touchdown passes. Jerry Rice, 10 catches, 149 yards, three touchdowns. Like, we see greatness now, and, and, and we'll talk about the two quarterbacks that are obviously in this Super Bowl, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. But, like, those two were just on a whole other level, Steve Young and, and Jerry Rice. That one-two punch, what, what was truly uh, something to behold, wasn't it? Two of the greatest. Yeah, you 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 got a guy like Jay Rice. I mean, he needs no introduction. <laughs> yeah, no introduction. Jerry Rice practiced on walkthrough days hmm. like it was game day. Wow, he really did. I mean, it was a different energy and the way people prepared back then at San Francisco. I mean, everything that they did in practice was game day. Like, every day was game day. Mm. So, it wasn't practice. It was game day. And so, what would you do during the game? That's what they did every day in practice. Yeah. Every single day. Steve Young. And if I was part of the scout team, and if I did something that kind of confused them, oh, Steve Young and them would ask. What did you see? What did I do wrong? They wanted to be the best that they could be. That's how the whole mentality was then. You're talking about people that, and you're talking about Ricky Waters. It was just everybody fell into it. And then, you, like I said, you bring in a Deion Sanders, Ken Norton from Dallas, a Toy Cook from New Orleans. You know, you got Tim McDonald. You got Merton Hanks. I mean, you know, Brian Young on the defense line. Ricky Jackson from mm. New Orleans. You name it. Brent Jones. At tight end, I mean William Floyd from Florida State, first round draft pick. Yeah, fullback John Taylor <laughs> on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> I mean, you name it, choose your poison with that team that year. And we all bought in. Cosifa did a great job 
meshing all the different personalities. Um, and we was able like to stay healthy all year and be able to. Daniel Stubberfield, I mean, I can name all of them and was able to go through in the end. You win, the moment happens, you win the Super Bowl. What's going through your mind? We knew we was going to win it. It, it was like, for, I'm, I'm going to say for me. Because it was my first. Yeah. <laughs> so it was jubilation. Like, oh, this is what it feels like to win a Super Bowl. And Mr. Eddie DeBarlow, you won't meet a more classy, top-notch, A-class owner mm. than Eddie DeBarlow. And, and, and the Barlow, top notch. I mean, I just, that's all I can say. Like, you know, he, he was always there for the games, congratulating. Even when we lost, we're going to be all right. We're going to be together. He loved San Francisco. He loved his players. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't want to only want to just play for him. You just wanted to play for your team. You wanted to play for Steve. You wanted to play for each other. And that's exactly what we did. So when we won it, it was just like, I'm telling you, man, we knew we was going to be Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Especially after we beat Dallas. It was about Dallas. But Dallas was that team. They ended up winning it next year. Dallas was that team. And it just was jubilation. And then to bring that back to San Francisco is the fifth. Who's the first, the first team to be able to win five. I mean, that yeah. just was awesome. And just to go through that experience, man. And the seated fans and the appreciation from everybody from the organization all the way down to I don't I don't care who it was in San Francisco, it was just love, man. It really was. Just a just a moment is it's it's just it's hard to explain unless you was there because it's everlasting. Yeah. You know, the money you can't buy it. No. You cannot buy that. You know what I'm saying? But what 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 you go through when you win the championship. Three years later, you're back in another Super Bowl. Different team, the Denver Broncos. And it's interesting because you make the parallel. Steve Young was talked about, oh, you know, living in the shadow of Joe Montana. You finally won these first Super Bowl as a star. And then you have John Elway, who has been to the Super Bowl multiple times but can't get it done. That's the narrative there with John Elway. Until, of course, 1998. Patrick Mahomes this week is is going to go through this. He's playing his second Super Bowl, trying to win his second ring. For you personally, what's the what's the challenge of of trying to get to and win the second one? Obviously, the first one there's that jubilation, but for you to get the second one now with a new team, just curious your thoughts on that. Well, Mike Shanahan did an excellent job. They had just lost to Jacksonville the year before. What he did was he bought a few 49ers because he was our offensive coordinator in 94. Yeah. He bought a few 49ers to help bring together as far as like just that that gumbo, bring together this is how you prepare and act to be able to get there and get over the hump to be able to win a Super Bowl. I think that really helped because we had the guys he bought in like me and Derek LaVelle and some other guy. We had already been there. And so we knew how it was, how to prepare for it. They already had a great team. Shannon Sharp, John Elway, 
Terrell Davis. Yeah. That Steve Atwater. It just needed somebody to get over the hump, kind of like Tampa is right now with Tom Brady. It just needed that, that, that piece. And so that helped bring us together as far as that. They remembered the sting from the year before. We were just able to give a little bit to get them over the hump. Now, that year was a – you heard Mr. Bowen talk about when he said this one's for John. Yeah. That whole year, really, I, I really feel, and I mean, somebody might say different. We was playing for more than ourselves. You know I mean, especially because I had one. Yeah. But we was playing not only for us, but for John Elway. Mm. Steve Young and John Elway, I'm, when I'm telling you, they're great guys. Yeah. I mean, they're guys that don't look at you, I'm a special teams nickel player. They didn't look at me, they didn't look down on me. Yeah. Or anybody. Mm-hmm. They treated everybody the same. And so, like, you was playing because you wanted to be part of John Elway getting his first ring. And I'm going to tell you the moment when we knew we won in that game. Okay. You know. When John Elway dove for that first down. The airplane. The airplane. One of the most memorable Super Bowl plays of all time. When he got spun around, old as he was. Yeah. Diving, giving up everything he got. Got hit, spun around. All of us held our breath. (laughs) On the sideline. We thought he might be hurt. Yeah. He got up, he got up, and gave us the fist pump. Hmm. I'm okay. It was over then. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, it, was, it was over. It was over then. Because here go our leader showing us, look, I'm giving everything I got. You know what I'm talking about? What you going to do? I'm okay. You know hmm. what I'm saying? We knew it was over then. Because we were playing against a great team. Yeah, Green Bay just won the year before. It just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. A great team. And they act like it too. I ain't gonna lie to you. When they saw us in the streets, they was acting like it. They, I think, they, they was a little overconfident. I feel mm. underestimated us because we got in as a wild card. But at that time, it was one of the greatest runs. We beat Jacksonville at home. We had to go beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. We had to go beat Kansas City in Kansas City, and then we had to play and defeat the defending. Super Bowl champions in the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Do that. You know what I'm saying? So it was really that one was that one was more special than me than the San Fran. The mm. San Fran, we were loaded. Yeah. Denver, it was a team just us just overcoming odds. You know what I'm talking about? And that was really special also. And I just feel fortunate to be a part of it. Well, yeah, and then look, I mean, Green Bay Packers had Brett Varve as their quarterback. I mean, they were a loaded team, but then to finally get one for for John Elway, and it's it's interesting that you mentioned that because this week, Tyron Matthew said something similar in his media availability. Like, you know, I already have one, but I want to win for my brothers who who couldn't have played last year due to injury or the new guys on the team. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about football is, is that you know, it's such a large team, and look, you may still have one, but you're really going out there to try to win for someone that doesn't have that feeling yet of what a first-time Super Bowl champion feels like. Yes, 
That's exactly right. And as a fan, as a fan, that's what I loved about Kansas City last year. I, I love for the teams to be able to experience that feeling that I was able to feel and those fans to be able to, to experience that, that having one one. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it really is a tremendous feeling because as, as, as talented as we are, we're nothing without the fans. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just really nice, man. We, we, we feed off the energy and the passion and the love from the fans. Yeah. That's why it's kind of hard that all the fans are not be able to be in there. I forget what game it was in the playoffs. It was, oh, it was Green Bay. Yeah. Before the game, remember Roger said when he walked out and saw the fans, even yeah. though it was a few of them, it gave him energy. Oh, and for sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Like when you walk out, you see them, they screaming, like, we got your back, we got you, man, we love you, this and that. You playing for more than just yourself. Bobby Bowden always told us that. But you do, you play for more than just yourself. And you heard Tyrone Matthew said that. Yeah. Well, he's playing for more than just him. He's playing for that's his motivation. Yeah. I got one. He can easily be like, Lax, no, man, this guy don't got one. Mahomes is playing for history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those guys are playing for Andy Reid and, and Eric the Enemy. And you know what I'm saying? They, yeah. they they find the motivation to be able to go against the GOAT. Of course. And and it and it's it's interesting to me because I think of any sport. Look, hockey fans, they're great. Basketball fans, great. Baseball fans, great. There is nothing like a conference championship game in one of those football stadiums where the place is packed and it is just, you can feel the electricity. And normally you you associate it with winter, so it's cold. And the fans are just going crazy. And same at the Super Bowl when it's, you know, sold out and, and... I just think it's interesting this time around in Super Bowl 55, certainly limited fans in capacity. There's going to be a lot of cutouts. There's going to be a lot of cutouts because of the pandemic. But do you think that the fact that for both teams, they've prepared the majority at their home, do you think that's going to help them? And especially for the Bucks that they're playing in their home stadium. I, I feel... My opinion that it benefits Kansas City, mm. even though sentimentally, I root for the Bucks. Sentimentally, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for Tom Brady and coming from there, and I'm a guy that graduated from the state of Florida. Of course. Um, sentimentally, but I think by Kansas City being able to practice at home and it not be it helps them because it's even though it's home, the Bucks are home. It's not really like they're home. Yeah, because like you said, they can't get the majority of the fans in there. Only in the street. But Kansas City's not down there to hear that stuff. They in Kansas City, so they only have to deal with none of the, the media, the fans from Tampa talking to them. They're not distracted. They're locked in, razor focused. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it would have benefited the Bucks more if it was a regular scenario, you know what I'm saying, that you could go through. Because then Kansas City would have had to be down there, hear all that stuff. All that stuff matters psychologically. Kansas City ain't got to deal with that. You know what I mean? They're at home. So they're treating it like 
not more that's a regular game, but they don't have to deal with the distractions that you have to deal with in a regular. Everything is Zoom. Everything is yep. Zoom virtual. There's no pressure. Like, they're not around that. So now they can prepare like they normally prepare during the week and go there and try to perform. Yeah, and I think if they were there and if it's a normal Super Bowl, you're going to get all the distractions, all the media, all the hype around this game. And, And look, this game... You know, just look no further than the quarterback matchup. That 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 gets you hyped up. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, probably the best quarterback right now versus Tom Brady, the undoubted GOAT of, of, of quarterbacks in the NFL. I know the narrative is okay, you know, if you know, if Patrick Mahomes can win this, he can have a chance to catch Brady. But my point is, I just think Brady's on a whole other level. And, and that's no disrespect to Mahomes. He has the years to do it, but I think what Tom Brady's done throughout his whole career to keep himself fit, healthy, is just on a whole other level. And I think to me, we just gotta just appreciate the greatness here and let's not and let's worry about the legacies down the road. Yes, I I believe that exactly what you said. <clears throat> Tom Brady has done a, a fantastic job. I think the Tampa Bay defense yeah. has really stepped up these last three games, um, which allowed Tom Brady, Tom Brady, to be able to make some mistakes and not and then not cost him. Tom Brady don't throw three interceptions and, get, and win in Green Bay and win, and win the game, but their defense. And you know when people get hot, we've seen that happen from the Baltimore Ravens and different defenses throughout. The Bucks defense is really playing exceptional right now. Mm. Uh, they need they need to again play exceptional again because it's going to take the defense. Yeah, because that team they're playing against is one of the most dominant <laughs> that you'll ever face. I don't come out any level what they're doing. They just have so many weapons, and they got a quarterback in Mahomes. That's basically like no other quarterback. He he is athletic, and not only athletic, but he's accurate. Yeah. So it's not like he's an athletic quarterback. No, he's a quarterback who just happened to be athletic. Which yeah. Meaning that he can do things with his feet. He can throw the ball in different angles: underhand, sidearm, over <laughs> overhand. You know the. And the weapons that he has to throw to, and Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, the Cheetah, Sammy Watkins and Harden, and you know you still got Le'Veon Bell and, yeah. and, and, and the kid from LSU, and you name it, you, he he has it at his disposal. But no one will doubt Tom Brady. Yeah, because Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and they also have weapons. Yeah, and Michael. L. Antonio Brown and, and Fournette, you know what I mean, and, and the weapons that they got. The team that makes the less turnovers. It's always the way. It's always the way. It feels like, I mean, I mean, you know, you, you can do all the fancy analysis and, and in-depth X's and O's breakdown, but at the end of the day, it's who wins the turnover battle and, you know, special teams, which you have experience with, that could become a huge part. 
I mean, a kickoff return, a punt return, who knows? It could be a huge difference in a game. Yes, it can be. I believe that through the statistics for this year, Brady, when he's blitzed, is different than when he's not. Yeah. I expect Kansas City to not let him sit back there. Yeah. Don't let the GOAT just sit back there and be comfortable because no one denies who Tom Brady is. And you can best believe <laughs> they know they're going to get the best of Tom Brady, and he's done a fantastic job for their locker room and just bringing them together and giving them belief because how can you deny a man that's going to win six Super Bowl rings? He's even been here before, so I know they're picking his brain, what, how we should do, we should do this and that, because none of them have won it. Tom Brady's the only one, so they're all looking to the leader, and he's been doing a fantastic job as far as on that. I don't think Kansas City's going to let him sit back there and be comfortable. I expect Bruce Aarons and his offensive staff to be able to have some quick plays, screens, and things for Brady so that he don't get hit. I'll be surprised this let him try to sit back there and let them bring six and seven and put pressure on him to get him off his game. Now, on the flip side, Mahomes is not <laughs> – pressure don't bother him. Matter mm. of fact, you pressure him. Catch up, brother. It really is. Uh, I think a lot of people excited, as you and me, hmm. to be able to see. You got the young, they call him the baby goat. Yeah, the baby goat. You're right. Against the real goat. Against <laughs> the old goat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to be able to see who comes out on top. How, uh,. How has the Super Bowl experience changed? I mean, I mean, you, you played in two back in the '90s. Is it just bigger than 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 it was back then? In, in your opinion? Other than this year, yes. Yeah. Because of the pandemic. I mean, obviously, this year we could count out. I mean, this yeah, is just yeah, so it's strange. But it, larger and larger with media, um, and it's just the media. It's just the hype because it's a, it's a. What makes the Super Bowl so special? Football. I'm about American football is that this is not a series. Yeah. It's not hockey. It's not basketball. You got best out of seven, best out of five, whatever it is, is the best. This is one shot, one kill. This is yeah, one game. And it's worldwide, everybody watching it because it's only one time you're gonna see it. It's not like you're gonna see game two. Ain't no game two. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. You gotta win this one. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. So that that those people know that. We we know that as players. You know, and I feel for I do. A person like the great Jim Kelly. Mm. That every time this year comes around for him, he doesn't feel like me. And that man was greater than me as an athlete. Yeah. Was at his position. Hall of Fame. Yeah, for sure. I I got a greater feeling for this year. For 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 this time of the year than he do. Yeah. Because every time during his year, and even Dan Marino, it's been lost. That's why it was so important for Steve Young to win. That's why it was so important for John Elway to win, because every time this comes around, because it's going to come around. Yeah. You know what it feels like to win. Not be on the losing end, but to win and get the confetti poured on your head and be able to wear that ring. That's what they're playing for come Sunday. Well, it's interesting you say that because 
look, people say, well, you get to a Super Bowl. Well, there's going to be next year. Well, there could be the year after that. No, you don't know that. There's no guarantee. And I think that's what also makes this game great that it's just one shot because you don't know what next year's going to bring, especially now in the era of a huge roster turnover. So maybe the, the construction of the team is different. So that makes this game so important. And then I would even make a case like, look, the jubilation that you felt is fantastic and it's 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 amazing. It's a feeling you don't want to ever feel. But I bet losing is even more painful. Like think about the Atlanta Falcons up 28 to 3 and having people, you know, remind them every February about that 28 to 3 uh, you know, comeback. I mean, Russell Wilson, he won one, but I wonder, I mean, I wonder if you ask him. What was what you know, what's a stronger feeling? Winning or like the pain of losing? Maybe the pain of losing. So it's interesting. The pain of losing. Yeah. There, there's there's just no pain like losing. And you're right. Every time this year comes around, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, Fran Tarkenton. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just naming a few and not the mean to what I'm saying is true. They got to relive the disappointment because the AFC Championship wasn't a Super Bowl. No. Even though they won four. So you don't get that same thing. You, you can't like, well, we won the AFC Championship. You know, nobody really wears that backup ring. It's a backup ring. They give them ring. <laughs> AFC Championship ring, AFC Championship ring. I just fortunate enough, I don't, didn't have to have one. <laughs> I've seen them. They have them. But who wants to wear one and think it's a Super Bowl ring and somebody asks you, oh, you won the Super Bowl? Well, no, 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 we did. They got to relive that every every year because they didn't win. And that's why I say again, that's why it was so important to Steve Young for what he does and John Elway as they go through this right now because they were ones that came on that. Atlanta Falcons, man. <laughs> I can go back to college and say the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. They had Alabama <laughs> to the last second. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's so hard to get back to a championship game. Now look at Atlanta. They're yeah. Talking about, you know, all right, how are we going to replace the quarterback and different things. You just said it. The team is never the same next year. So it's, it's hard to say, all right, all right, we'll get back next year. Oh, no. Free agents, injuries. You don't know what's going to go on the next year. You know what I'm talking about? You just you just don't know. You know what I mean? Kansas City was fortunate. Now, let me say this, as I say about Kansas City. They got some linemen that's down. Yeah. That might benefit, you know. They got they got the backup guys gotta play a little bit up. They're replacing some pro bowlers that they kind of fit in there. You got APP, yeah, bad on the other end. We did again, we're talking about the defense as that may have a fact in this game. The Bucs need to play defense like they've been playing the whole playoffs. Yo, for sure. And and look, I think, look, Jason Pierre-Paul, when he won the Super Bowl with the New York Giants beating Tom Brady, that was like what you got to do. Like, you got to have that pass rush that's just ferocious. And, and I think the loss of Eric Fisher for the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they've been decimated all year with their offensive line. But I think that it could 
it could give you know people are overlooking the box I ink in this one because I I still think Dedrick that if it's a final drive I want Tom Brady with the ball even at 43 and, and look Patrick Mahomes he may be like that guy he hasn't had many opportunities to have game-winning drives I still want to I still want the 43 year old if it's one final drive to win the Super Bowl he's the guy I want to have the ball I'm right with you why? Because he's been there. <laughs> yeah, he's been there. He's you know, been man, there. He's the man. He's the man with the jury. I don't know. If, no, I don't know. I just, I know for a fact. There will be no other quarterback to win as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady. And for what he's doing at the age that he's doing, um, leaving New England, coming down the back. Look, 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 look at what happened in the transformation. Yeah. Didn't, even make, look, look, look didn't make the playoffs. And look what happened to the Bucks when he came in. Yeah. Talking about the importance of a player. I mean, Patrick Mahomes went down with a concussion in a game, and the backup quarterback came in, and they still won. Yeah. You think if you lose a guy like Tom Brady, that's a different impact. That just shows you how dominant that team is Kansas City has put together, you know what I'm saying, as far as their confidence. But I'm with you, brother. If I needed to drive, Cause Joe Montana's not around right now. Yeah. <laughs> if I needed to drive right now with guys that's playing, of course I'm gonna take terrific time. Yeah. To be able to bring us down in the end. Dedrick, I want to end with just you know you 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 mentioned the two Super Bowl rings. How did winning those two Super Bowls change your life? I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> that, that, that's one way. That's one way. You, you the person. Look, you talk about a uh, a guy who who was undrafted. Yeah. In the NFL, you talking about a guy who went to Florida State, played with some great players. Like I said, Deion Sanders, Sammy Smith. I mean, I played with great teams at Florida State. Um, never expected to be in the NFL and just was fortunate enough to be a part of some great teams. But when you win it, and I remember being in San Fran, man, we was like rock stars. When you're a part of that, you know what I'm saying, people want to feel a piece of that also. And then when you win it, people want to know how it was. And because I was able to be a part of teams that won it, People want to know how it was. Yeah. I just talked to two days ago. You know, I played in the World League. Yeah. And uh, I was a part of Lund the first World League championship. Oh, wow. Uh, um, in the World League. And I had a guy from Europe, a reporter, call me comparing the experiences from the World League championship to Super Bowl championship. You know what I'm saying? It was a good interview. Yeah. I'll never get back to the NFL without the without the World League. And I know that was an NFL spinoff, but it was because of the World League that gave me a shot back to the NFL, which gave me a shot to be able to be in the position to win two Super Bowls. Mm. Now here I am, Dedrick Dodds, nickelback, <laughs> special teams player, uh undrafted. Mm. And I'm talking to excellent reporters like yourself sharing my experiences because I was there with Steve Young and John Elway and Deion Sand. I was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I played in it and 
against Prince Falls <laughs> and, you know, me, Stan Humphreys and, you know, the Natron Bomb and all those different players. I, w- I was there and I was part of that to be able to share the people. This is how it was. So, like, you want to know how it felt? It, it feels fantastic. This this is one of my fa- – I've said this before, sir. This is my – more than Christmas. This is my <laughs> favorite time of the year. Yeah. It's my favorite time of the year because I can relive – everything that these guys are going through and i can predict the end not for them but for me because i want to <laughs> i want it i'm not gonna lose because i played part two and i won so at the end come that monday i'm still a super bowl champion yeah um and i appreciate that from my teammates coaches and staff and administration um those moments are priceless mm. As, as as you would know, their prices, and if you don't believe they are, ask the ones who never won one out yep. there. Ask Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Ask Minnesota. Yeah. Those people that played during them times. Ask Miami. I mean, after when when ask Damarin, Damarin, Damarin. Ask you know, ask him how he feel during this time. <laughs> and he smiled, but he remembers. I never was able to get back. You know what I'm talking about? No, he of course. Said, Man, I wasn't able to. So. It's been fantastic, man. Fantastic, fantastic to live. This is eternal. Yeah, no, 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 no one could ever take those rings away. That's that's what I always say. No, no one could ever take uh, those rings away. Last question for you, Dedrick. What were those Super Bowl victory parties like? It was um, conservative. <laughs> okay. That you may not think. Um, we was protected when we won them. We was just with family oh, cool. and the team. So it wasn't it wasn't like the parades mm. where the fans are all involved. Both of them was it was it was events where it was just the 49ers and family, Denver Broncos and family. Yeah. But it was fantastic. A lot of hugs, <laughs> a lot of kisses, a lot of daps, a lot of you know, good food and music and seeing the owner and taking pictures, knowing that we was part of a special moment. That's what they playing for. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what they playing for come Sunday. They playing for them special moments um, that will last with them for eternity. You know what I mean? For life. You can't buy. You can't buy. You cannot no. buy. So it was fantastic. But those Super Bowl celebrations, like right after the Super Bowl, was more with the team, and then we was able to experience it in the parade mm. with the fans, which was really, was really fantastic to be able to see the people who helped support us, gave us energy for us to be able to. Because we was playing for more than just ourselves. Dedrick Dodge is a two-time, not one, two-time Super Bowl champion. Dedrick, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your stories and to come on. The We Sports Chronicles podcast. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. My pleasure.